0: welcome to the sun island so we all went to watch barbie oh, that day. <laughs> me you my wife <laughs> and, and all kids. my children right mm-hmm. <laughs> went to watch barbie and like two-thirds of the movie decided to leave <laughs> no actually i had an appointment you had an appointment <laughs> Okay, so you had an appointment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you left, but you did not like that movie.
1: Oh. Or did you like that movie? No, the movie was cute. It was cute. The movie okay. was a cute movie. However, they didn't have to make it a, on the big screen, is <laughs> what I was saying. <laughs> but the movie was, a, it was actually a really cute movie. It was cute. Oh, yeah, it was. It wasn't what I expected, though, but it was a really cute movie. Because it's a big- It made nothing, me feel though. like a kid. I mean, I, I felt happy on the inside. You know, it was mm-hmm. super cute, super pretty, um, and then also the woman empowerment part. I thought was like the best thing about the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I just, I just thought it was gonna be more
0: than what it was. But yeah. it was a super cute movie. It underwhelmed you? Yeah, okay. I was just like, uh, I understand, okay. I understand. So, um, my my eldest, mm-hmm. line which is uh, eleven now, mm-hmm. she uh, she she loved it. She I'm loved sure it. I know she, she did. absolutely loved yeah. it. And she said, she said, Dad, she asked me, she said, this is, I'm just trying to distill a very, um, maybe like an hour long conversation in mm. like one line or something like that. She said, she said, Dad, um, <laughs> uh, are you a feminist? <laughs> she asked you that? Asked oh me, my she goodness. Asked me, she asked me. So, uh, <laughs> This is deep. It's deep in many terms, but I think it's going to be a fun discussion. Mm-hmm. So she asked me, Dad, are you a feminist? So first, what I like to do, this is just how I approach stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially with my children. Yeah. Anytime they come to me with something, mm-hmm. I try to understand their thoughts on whatever that thing is. Mm. I think... That allows me to understand where their mind is before I just blurt my expectations mm. or what I think. That's a good Because practice. sometimes, as a parent, in my opinion, um, kids are their own human beings, yeah. right? And if you just flat out just tell them just your flat opinion, mm-hmm. they may lose whatever opinion they had and just try to adapt yours. Which may yes. not be bad, but yeah. it's not their opinion. Correct. So usually when they ask me a question, she asked me, "Dad, are you a feminist?" I said, "I said, babe, what is your definition mm-hmm. of a feminist?" Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh well, um, I don't, I don't believe uh, women have uh, equal rights and and fundamental equal rights, something along those lines." Mm. And then, and then she asked me a question again, and then. I said, babe, if that's the definition that you're using for me to say that I am a feminist, that would know me admitting that I personally fundamentally believe that here in the U.S. women don't have fundamental rights. Mm. And I said, I I don't I don't believe that, babe. And then, you know, we start going a, a little bit back and forth and she mentioned that um barbie was being objectified she said that she said okay. she said that there was a scene where the guys were just looking at her funny and she's being objectify- objectified objectified mm-hmm. i said and again i ask questions Did they, me asking questions actually come from my sales training yeah i don't i don't assume especially yeah especially when it's an important thing i don't assume. my ass mm-hmm. So I said, babe, why, why did you say that? Mm-hmm. And she said, because the guys were just looking at her all type of ways, so I, so I said, but babe, if you if you look a certain way, do you not think that people will look at you a certain type of way? Mm. And she said, well, well, yes. And and then the the, the discussion start going and going. And then she said, she changed her definition. Okay, she said no. She said, "Well, I just think I'm a feminist. I, I, I think a feminist it would just be be that somebody that support women." Well, Dad, well, you must be one there because you got four girls. You, you, and I said, "Absolutely, it's a uh, it's a great thing. Of course, I'm gonna support women. It doesn't. I would have to, but I am not gonna just subject myself to a certain type of a language." Yeah. And she said something else. She said she's talking about pay gap. There was nothing in the in, movie. In the movie, had pay gap. Mm. And I'm like, I was like, I was like, oh no, Sinan, you're not about to program my computer. Yeah.
1: Today. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> but immediately, what I pay said. Pay gap.
0: That's what. Yes. She's, oh, she's a smart so now, girl. Now, now I mm-hmm. said this. Mm-hmm. I said this to her, and this is me parenting my child. This is important. Today's day and age. Yeah, it's very important to parent your child. So now what I essentially said at at that point is the way I view feminism. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because there was a whole bunch of things that we talked about. We talked about what is a patriarchy. She didn't even really, kn- she, de- she said, dad, I heard that name in the movie all the time. I didn't even know what it meant. So how are you going to talk about feminism and you don't even know what the patriarchy Patriarch is? is? You see yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. She didn't understand, full- and this is an 11-year-old mm-hmm. girl, right? She didn't understand what a matriarchy is, right? Um, just, just Just simple little stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. said, babe, do you really understand what thinking objectively is? And versus subjectively is, mm-hmm. she didn't know those type of things. Yeah. And again, she do not necessarily need to know all those type of things because of her age. Yeah. But she does know what a feminist is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see what I mean? Yeah. And she does not have any type of background to break it down to figure out, well, is this what I am or is this what I'm mm-hmm. not, right? Mm-hmm. And then it come came to the point where... After she explained that I said babe this is my view on it. Mm-hmm. I I try to stay away from labels. Yeah. That's what I tell her and I and I and I advise her to try to do the same. But since she brought that that word up I I explained to her I said no if I should believe that female don't have certain basic rights and it and it and even if I thought that and I trained you as my kid to believe that I'm actually doing you a disservice because that immediately takes you out of control. Mm. And I use this example for her. Mm -hmm. I said I'm not a female. I could never be a female Mm -hmm. but I'm a black man living in America. Mm -hmm. And I could use that same premise from what she was explaining a feminist is to look at myself. And if I had looked at myself, I would looked at anybody else that that doesn't look at like me, that as if they have two heads based off. Yes. You see what I mean? Mm. So the definition that she gave me, I said, babe, that's the def- That definition put you automatically at a disadvantage. Mm. Why not just think men and women who really cares if they're not? Why not, in your mind, because you said it earlier a couple mm-hmm. of times, what you believe become real. And we were talking, this was like almost a two-hour conversation I'm having with oh her. You know? Yeah, so why not just look at it as being even, so that way you only have up to go, mm-hmm. versus looking at it as I'm down here, mm-hmm. so I'm off to fight just to get here, mm-hmm. just to propel. If you have to fight just to get here, mm-hmm. by that time you're tired. Yeah. And you probably could give up, but why not just start here mentally, Mm -hmm. Because we're living in America. Maybe in some other country, maybe. And this is just my views, right, that I'm sharing with my kid, right? I'm not saying it's right, wrong. It's totally my view. Why not just start here Mm -hmm. and then elevate Mm -hmm. to a higher level? So now, if you're a level with the guys, no, you're better than them in in many regards. Mm -hmm. Not like a bad better than. Yeah, I got you. Just better than, right? Mm -hmm. So that was my whole thing. But parenting is... It's hard, and you mentioned your dad so much time in mm-hmm. just we just pivotal things, right? Yeah, you said your dad was running; you used to try to run with him, mm-hmm. right? Just having that short little con- that conversation was actually became a big realization for me that in this day and age, you have to parent them kids because if you don't, <laughs> somebody's gonna. You wanna see what's you.
1: going on out here? These kids are figuring out everything. I don't think when I was 11 years old I was talking about feminism. That's what I'm saying. Where would I have gotten that from? No way. Oh, my We were looking at the boys. The boys was looking at the (laughs) girls. We was outside playing around. We was talking about sleepovers. We weren't talking about feminism. Feminism. Like my 11-year-old
0: hitting me with that. And that bring up to the point that it's it's just important to be in kids life. Yeah, I
1: think it's important to allow children to be children. Yeah. I think it's it's uh giving them the space to be kids, right? Yeah. And not putting so much on them, so much responsibility. Yes. If a child comes home and they bring up feminism, right?
0: That's you want to heavy yeah,
1: You want to be able to talk to your child and say, okay, this is what you 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 teach them that, right? Yes. You know, not allowing society to teach them some of these huge topics that are kind of like out of their grasp. Yeah. But it's important that you parents your children. Like, I'm not a mother yet, but yet. I know for a fact yeah. I don't play with my nieces and nephews. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah, and yeah. so when they come to me and they talk to me about these different topics, I'm, like, I'm always like, where'd you get this from? Yeah.
0: But, I, okay, let's talk about it. But that's a big, that's a big topic. And you, you know, you mentioned that you're trying to get into another phase of of your, your life with certain things. Oprah Winfrey had have this famous quote that you said you can get everything, but not all at once. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, You've ever
0: heard it before?
1: I've never heard that before, but I don't believe that's true. Okay. And why I say that is because I know of people, and we're just talking about outside looking in because mm-hmm. I don't know people's actual dynamics correct, in their relationships, correct, correct. right? But one would say they got everything. Mm-hmm. You know? They got the, the career. They got the money. They got the spouse. They got the kids. Mm-hmm. It Within like this small time frame, right? Mm. Or the time frame that we, that we all set out to have, right? So, they look like they have it all. They probably don't, mm-hmm. right? But they look like they have it all. So, I don't think that's true. I think that It's all in timing, you know, it's timing. Timing plays a very big part. Yeah. We just talked about being in isolation and being by yourself, right? Right. Maybe I would not have been the best partner if I would've gotten married at 21, 22, you know? Not only that, I wouldn't be who I am right now. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be this far in my life right now if I would've gotten married earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, the opportunity was there to be married very young However, there's no way I would have been here, like where I am right now, if I would have married that person, right? Okay. So I think timing plays a very, very important role. I mean, I didn't think that I would be this age and not married yet, but awesome. mm-hmm. I do think that there's a reason why I've gotten this far and that hasn't happened because there are certain things I need to get out of the way so that I can maybe fully dedicate my my life and my time to my family. Yeah. Um, instead of having to go through like transition of going to school and then traveling all over the world, yeah. however, there are people who have that. They have a they have support. They have a, a spouse that travels with them, goes to all these different all these places. I've been. Yeah, I've seen my my colleagues, their spouses with well, them. Whole family rolling. Oh, the wow. kids too. The dogs. Everybody everybody's coming with the wife or the husband yeah. to wherever to support them. Right. Mm. Um. But that wasn't my case and that's okay because it wasn't my time so you know i think that timing is important so to oprah's point that's not true Mm. i think if it's your time it's your time
0: that makes a lot of sense Uh, if if it's if it's your time it is your time and then just you know that that conversation kind of just rolled in my head because imagine you coming up Right, mm-hmm. and then you had all these different things being thrown at you with social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would uh I, that's a huge distraction. Yeah, social media. Social
1: media can be a huge distraction. It could also be a big blessing too, though. Mm. I think it's in the way you use it. Okay. Um, I think that if you're there focusing on what other people are doing, it, it's a distraction. Mm. I mean, you need to focus on what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And take from it for what you take from it what you need, right? So what I mean by that is I've met some really dope people off of social media. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, colleagues from social media. Um, and I've been able to build relationships with some of these people outside of social media. Mm-hmm. And these relationships could help my future. You Absolutely. see what I'm saying? Um, a person who was in pre med and they're following a doctor, there's many people that have DM'd me and that I've received. You know, giving them advice and things like that. But if they didn't have social media, they would have never met me, right? Yes. So it's the opportunity to be able to touch someone or reach out to someone and see if they can help you, right? So social media can help you. The biggest, my biggest takeaway from social media, why it ruins people
0: mm-hmm.
1: is letting it rush you and f- focusing on what other people are doing. And when I... Wh- that me- that saying of letting it rush you meaning like, yeah. oh, this person's buying a Maserati. Uh,
0: let okay. it rush you. Taking oh, your, yeah. your own timing. Yeah, uh, come on. Interesting, yeah.
1: You Okay. You don't have the money. Okay? You don't need the Van Cleef. Trust me. <laughs> I swear. I don't even know what that is. That's <laughs> a <you> car really... <laughs> That's a first Jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jewelry, <laughs> <a jury>. okay. <laughs> they even have perfume. They have different things. Oh, okay, but the point you. I'm making is... Uh-huh. You don't need social media to rush you. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own time. The people that are doing well, good, good for them, right? That has absolutely nothing to do with you. You're gonna get there. A lot of times, another thing my dad used to tell me: is you gotta de- defer gratification. Defer. It's very important. What your dad told you. My that. dad told me this: defer. You're remembering that
0: coming from. I your remember
1: dad. coming from my dad. Your I remember parents, being in the that car. Is, that yes, is all, daddies all are all very daddies important. All yeah, all, all the daddies, <laughs> the husbands, very important. Yeah. So my dad used to say, uh, defer your gratification, meaning that you don't need to get this right now. Yeah. Because whatever you want to get, it'll be bigger than that. Just work hard and do what you got to do in the interim so you can get there. So when I I have a friend, and she's like, oh, my God, look at what this girl just got. Yeah. Look at the house she just bought. I'm like, what does that have to do with you? True. You're going to have something bigger than that. It's just her time right now, and that's okay. So you don't need to focus on what other people are doing, but by doing that, comparison is a thief of joy. You start doing this comparison, comparing yourself to these of joy. Yes, you start comparing yourself to people online. You start to become depressed. Like, man, I don't have this, and I don't have that, and this is not happening, and that's not happening, and then it starts to affect you. Mm. So that is where social media becomes a problem. You know, it's trying to keep up with people consuming things that not gonna take you in here watching things that don't make sense yeah you know those things mess mess up with you but if you use social media as a tool like even this this is a tool right yeah this is a tool to inspire people to motivate I was people. nowhere on
0: social media until yes this thing here I'm no, no. anybody
1: knows Sh- Sheldon <laughs> <laughs> this is a big deal this is a big deal but you're using your platform right to inspire people to motivate people because even your story you are a success story right god has right. definitely had his hand on you so it's the same thing so social media has good and it has bad
0: so yeah no that that's a, a pretty you could not answer that question any more direct and 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 uh, overall the thing that you mentioned is comparison uh, is a is a you know steals people joy. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned delayed gratification. They did a whole study on this mm. where uh, they had <clears throat> excuse me, kids who they put like a marshmallow um, in front of the, the, the children. Mm-hmm. And they've studied them over years after that where where they said if the kids can sit, over a period of time, mm. don't eat the marshmallow. Okay. And they pass a time, they can get two marshmallows.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think I'm remembering this from a book called The Power of Habits. Mm. I think it's coming directly from that. And it's so crazy how habits can, once you really understand how those things work and how the mind works, how you can manipulate yourself to do amazing things. Yeah. So the kids that, they put the marshmallow down. They couldn't survive. Some of them don't even make it a second or two mm-hmm. in their face. Mm-hmm. They just, they're eating that marshmallow. And there was a kid that he made it like the three minutes or the five minutes and did not eat the marshmallow. Mm-hmm. And they asked the kid, what made you not eat the marshmallow? Mm-hmm. And the kid said he just kind of framed it. And just imagine it didn't exist.
1: That's what he did.
0: Yeah. The other kids were sniffing it, they were touching it, (laughs) it it getting the taste of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have to get yourself away from certain temptations. And in my opinion, that's social media is a drug.
1: It is. It can be a drug. It is. It's a dopamine, you in certain sense.
0: And then some people know that they may have that issue and they're like, oh, I'll just not have to be on it. And then they have this to do and then it just totally ruin, you know, what needs to be get getting need to be to get done. Y- you know, you have a, a direct understanding of how that can affect you in a in a negative way and you kind of just use it for your own, you know, positive view. But delayed gratification is a huge thing. What other area of your life you apply that to (laughs) that helps you significantly? I
1: can even say more recently we had a conversation about me wanting a new car. Oh, interesting,
0: interesting. We did have that
1: conversation, yes. And um, part of that, we we want to talk about some of the specifics. I understand, understand. yes. But the other part of it, of my thought process of why I decided not to get this said car was... Mm -hmm it doesn't make sense for me right now. There's other things that are more important than getting a car like that, Mm -hmm. um, about like me personally, um, that warrants my attention, like property and things like that. Like you don't have to have that. Mm. And I think what comes with delayed gratification, you start to learn that none of this stuff is nothing, you know? So like, let's say for example, you say, oh, I'm gonna work so hard and I'm going to get a Range Rover, right? Mm-hmm. By the time you get the Range Rover, because you delayed it, right? You yeah. could have gotten it when you first started getting your first checks. Correct. You could have gotten it, mm-hmm. you know. You didn't, probably didn't have no savings, but you <laughs> could not have gotten You could <laughs> have car. made the payments. Yeah, you could have made the payments. Correct. But then, like, once you get the car, you start to realize this is nothing. Mm. Yeah, I like the car. I'm proud of myself to be able to drive the car, but then you realize this is just material things, mm. and it's empty, and it's nothing. So the layer gratification has benefits to it. Yeah. Is that so then you 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 now the way you think and the way you approach things is a little bit different. Yeah. There's people that they buy these things, they're crazy over it. Mm-hmm. Don't touch my car. Don't do this in my car. Don't do that. You know, don't don't do this on my rug. You know that kind of thing. Correct. But. If you practice self-control, you start to realize it's nothing. It's just material things. It's like it's just a car,
0: you the know. First time I understand that was when I was a kid. Mm. Um, we used to. We, I've always ran track, and mm-hmm. it was a lady that used to come around our track track team like a sponsor. She's like a very successful person. Mm. What I, I mean, she lived in the hills in Jamaica. Mm. You live on the hills in Jamaica. You're doing well. You're doing well. Mm. Let me tell you that. Um, and she was in a car, and I remember we were driving in the back of our car. It, the hills back home, I mean, the temperature cools as you get higher, mm-hmm. so you got and your income rises as you get higher on the hill, she was saying. Uh, it's <laughs> a real thing. Okay. So we were going up on that hill, and I ate a piece of tree or something fell in the road, and her car went over it really roughed, rough, rough, mm. and all the kids in the back was, like, panicking, like, she's not upset, she just said, it's, it's a car. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't care about the material thing, you know? And, and it's funny how you pick up stuff like that as a kid, what you mm. need to care about. Um, again, with the social media thing is, I think what that does in this day and age, obviously, since we touched on the topic feminism, you know, it's, it's a big topic. I think the social media totally... Oh, Obliterate mess with people's minds, man. People's mind as far as expectation in a partner, yeah, and what it means to have a relationship, might as uh, let alone be married.
1: Yeah, I know. Um I think that, to your point, I think people have wild expectations of each other. I think that. It's, I think it's okay to want someone who's doing as well as you, or you want somebody who's doing better than you. Uh, I think it's absolutely okay to desire certain things, right? But I also think that it is important for you to be, um, to do the self work, meaning that you can't be expecting things out of people that you are not willing to give. Um, you're not willing to sacrifice. You're not willing to do. I think it's. Yeah. If that mic was on that stand,
0: it would have mic dropped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think That's it's legit. a weird. I think it's a weird ideology that you come on. You come on here, and you're saying, "Oh, I want a person to do this and this and this and this," but in meanwhile, the things that they will want from you, you're unwilling to do. I think everybody needs to have a, a come to Jesus moment. Meaning like. Mm-hmm. Start to actually think about what is important. What is really actually important? Do you want to be married, hmm. or do you just want friendship, mm-hmm. or you just, or do you just want to be alone? Or you know, because I think if we take things for the way people talk online, I think people just want to be alone.
0: And they're gonna end up or alone. We're social creatures. We are social creatures. Interesting. Keep going. Said they're gonna- so the,
1: what I'm saying is that when you keep on having these unrealistic expectations of each other, right, or you have this idea that everybody, the person that you want out there is going to be perfect, mm-hmm. that can never happen. No one is perfect. No, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect, right? Yeah. But within all of your imperfectness, someone still made a choice to love you. Correct. To support you. Correct to stand by you, to have a family with you. You see what I'm saying? 100%. Those are the things that are important. It's somebody who actually cares about you, it's someone who loves you, mm-hmm. someone with whatever they have, they're willing to do whatever it is to make you happy with what they have. It's not only about a person who has to make X amount of money. You can get with somebody who makes 500K. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. But he could be the most stingiest man in the world. <laughs> So, what are you really benefiting? True. No, I think if people focus on finding a good person mm. I bef- before all that, I think that's what everybody start having the best of luck, you mm. know. But if you're just out here looking for like a, you have a checkoff list, j- if you you're missing the point. Just mm. because someone's a high earner doesn't mean they're going to give it to you, right? So it's about and that's it goes both ways. Correct. You can a man can get with a female that makes so much money. And let's say you want her to help out in the home or whatever the case may be, a good a good woman will take care of things. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell her that. Let me say this a good woman, you don't have to tell her to help you. She will, when a woman loves you, we we perform. Yeah, okay? Yeah. But a stingy woman, she yeah, has she's not paying rent. She's not paying no bills. She got a husband, right? Yeah. She's going to keep all her money to herself, right? Yeah. You can definitely end up with that kind of partner. Mm-hmm. So the point is, it goes both ways. Sure, right. There's yeah. no point yeah. in saying that, oh, the person has to make X amount of money, especially, you know, I don't want to ruffle nobody's feathers, but, yeah, like, understand. you don't even make a tenth of it, you know? So be calming down. Let's all focus on finding somebody who, finding good people People who actually give a damn about us. That's important. People who are in love with the fact of being with you. People who are in love with the fact of raising a family with you. People who align with what you believe. Because right now, with the way they talk online, it's it's like everybody's going to end up alone. And Coming from somebody who works in a hospital... These old people in the hospital that never got married and never had kids, they'd be super depressed because nobody is there for them. Wow. If they're looking for a sibling or a, a parent, most of the times their parents have already passed on. <laughs> They've already passed on. So who's the people that are going to be there for you? Your spouse? So this- your children? But people are only looking at things for what it is right now. Oh, she got to be the finest. She got to be bad. She got to make this. She got to make that. Or he got to do this. He got to do that. You're looking at it right now, give it about 20 years, you're going to see what I'm saying. 30 years, 40 years.
0: I'm over here gasping because this is some real Yeah. Shit.
1: People are, er, I had a patient right before I finished residency. This mm. man was like maybe 60s in his 60s. Comes in, he's in respiratory distress. And I did a CT chest, and he has a cancer. It's mm. cancer. So I tell myself, okay, I have something I want to talk to you about. Do you have any family I can call? He's like, well, I have an aunt, but I don't want her to be involved. She's too old. She uh she got her own situation, right? Well, naturally, he's in his 60s, so I can only fathom that this aunt is maybe in her eighties. Yeah, right? So yeah. she, she got her own situation, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, is there anybody else? He's like, Well, I never got married. I never had kids. I thought that's what I wanted. Now look at me. I'm all alone, Send and he you, yes, and he cried, mm. and I sat there, just looking at him. And you'd be surprised that this happens a lot, to both women and men. Obviously, everybody's not everybody doesn't have the capability to have children. I do get that, right? Yeah. But just the opportunity to love and be loved is important. And nobody wants to be alone. Nobody wants to die alone. Well, I hope nobody wants that. Um, so back to my point is finding good people that actually care about you, who are in love yeah. with building with you and having a family with you. That's important. Mm. All this other stuff, it's not gonna, it's not gonna get you to
0: heaven. I, man, I don't know how to say that <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, and that's that is profound because we are social creatures. We are. And then just if you just look out there on the internet or just in society. It's just always one extreme versus the next. Uh, yeah. there's no middle ground, no common sense if if I want to put it like that is like it's either gotta go like this or you know the total opposite so that the yeah. way you answered that was just like right on the money, and I could see that coming that answer coming from you. In that way, because just how you've lived your life up to this point is you look far ahead. Yeah, I don't look that's just now. Good, that's a special thing.
1: Yeah, I think women should focus on just take care of yourself, yeah. curate the life you want for yourself. Yeah. Your man will meet you there. You know, yeah. if you're curating a life, it's the same thing with men, right? Mm-hmm. If you're curating a certain type of life, the the environments that you go. The person that you want is there, right? So it's all the
0: wavelength that I talked yeah, about earlier. So you don't
1: have to have a checklist to say, oh, he gotta make an XYZ. Surely, if you create a life or you create a lifestyle lifestyle for yourself where you're going to these, you know, nice places and nice restaurants, the people that you meet there, right. they also do the same thing as you. Right? Yeah. So you that means it's just the same thing as saying, being around like-minded people. It's the same exact thing. Right. But if you're going to the hood spot <laughs> or the, the shack or whatever, I don't know where people go, but mm-hmm. the hole in the walls, okay, then we can to be discussing about mm-hmm. why are you there if you're saying this is the kind of lifestyle that you have. But I think that both women and men should focus on curating the life that they want for themselves, and that's part of making yourself happy and things like that, and your person will meet you there. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't expect for somebody to go and reach back to go and pick somebody up to bring them somewhere. That's yeah. not really how it goes. It's being in the right place at the right time because that's where you belong. That's the lifestyle you have. That's that's what you've curated for yourself. Yeah. And the person that you want will be there.
0: It's opportunity to meet and preparation.
1: Yes, it's the exact same thing. So, you know you want you a six my god is making six figures i'm just putting it out six there because figures, that's because six, six, six figures
0: six, six foot. foot and six pack abs let's say uh, okay yeah So
1: say you want all those things right all right you yourself you're taking care of yourself you you're going to work you you live in a certain place you're doing these things there's no way no how you'll meet a like-minded guy correct right it's the same thing for men too right mm-hmm. so there's no point in focusing on that. Like people always give me hypothetical scenarios. Yeah. Would you would you date somebody who's making $10,000 a year? Okay. <laughs> First of all, that's actually not my reality. Those are not the kind of men that I that come to me.
0: Yeah.
1: That has nothing to do with me. You don't have to give me a weird scenario. I'm never going to find out how much anybody makes. I could care less. Mm-hmm. I can tell a lot about a person. You talk to them. Get to know them. Yeah. Actually, talk to people and get to know them, see what they're doing, see where their head is at. Those are things because where I go and what I do and things like that. Those are the people. There are people that are doing the same thing are there. Yeah. So that's why when people give weird scenarios like that, you don't have to give those kind of scenarios. I'm more interested in finding a good person, not about oh, finances or things like that. Um,
0: I, in, in my opinion, wanted to find it from a m- male perspective from what I'm seeing mm-hmm. and luckily I've been out oh, that type of scene luckily before it before I know before I went right now right the thing right luckily thank God thank God so the <laughs> the thing that I'm seeing is um, men from my what I'm seeing is oftentimes men don't choose to lead their household.
1: Mm.
0: Meaning that they relinquish their duty as the breadwinner. They relinquish the duties as the leader, as the pilot for their family. And how do I come to this conclusion is important. Mm -hmm. The same way you came to a very important you saw something based off your profession Mm -hmm. Seen people close to the end of their lives Mm -hmm. when their life is ending and see the relationship that they've fostered over their life Mm -hmm. so you you, the way you describe that 60 plus year old man that got terminally ill if anybody gonna listen to why you probably should have strong relationship before you get old yeah they gotta listen it from a doctor So. So, I'm, I'm, I'm professing what I'm saying mm. with what I'm about to say. Yeah, that's a big M- statement. Yeah. My job, the reason why I said men don't fully take authority, mm. my job is to go in households. Mm. that's true. My job, hundreds of them per week sometimes. Mm. This is not me trying this to talk. This is some
1: good perspective now. Negative,
0: listening. no. This is not me talking negative. This is talking what I see. What you see. And men, oftentimes, from my experience, going in hundreds of homes, sometimes a week or a month, lots of them. They put so much burden on the women. on their women. Mm-hmm because they put so much burden on their women financially, emotionally, mm. physically, their women, from my perspective, become a little a little, the Jamaican coming out, <laughs> becoming a little callous. Mm. It's no, from what I'm seeing, it's not like it's not a female and a male energy in the home.
1: It's masculine, is that what you mean?
0: It's more like just they're just partnering. Hmm. It's not a yin and a yang. Okay. It's like one of them could have disappeared like today and the other one just find a fit.
1: Hmm. Gotcha.
0: So it's not like a feel of that, you know, I need you in a sense. Hmm. So I think men from my perspective needs to lead their family from all perspective i think us as men and i think this is the reason why society is getting so soft in my opinion so mm-hmm. that's why you have so much confused people mm. some men i think men are the ones causing this for the most part because mm-hmm. if we're supposed to be leading our women and then society's falling off of a cliff i think with with many regards yeah don't can never even understand what their identity is it's a lot of confusion Mm -hmm. out there um i think from my perspective men are we're dropping the ball Mm -hmm. too hard Mm -hmm. we need to figure out a way how to get a stronger backbone let me give you an example Mm -hmm. like some men are terrified providing for their wife and have her stay and take care of their kids Yeah. How weak can you be, bro? Yeah. Like, legit. Like, the ones who are terrified of it. I'm not saying the ones who just want their woman to work because she wants to work. Yeah, that's totally different. I'm saying the dudes are like... They don't want all that responsibility on them. They they, they don't want to... I'm like, that's why you're a male. That's why you got cojones. Yeah. (laughs) That's why you got some balls. That should empower you thing. Yeah. as a male to know that you have people depending on you, yeah. not the other way around. Yeah, I think that's one of the one of our biggest ill. Too much weak men, mm-hmm. and the reason why they're weak, in my opinion, and I'm not, I'm not a philosopher. I'm just talking from my experience, and my yeah. experience is. Again, I'll tell people I'll be in five continents in one day. Just all cultures I'll be talking to in one day. Mm-hmm. So I'm not pointing out any specific, specific group. group. Yeah. Is that we are relinquish re- relinquishing too much um uh responsibilities on our partners, on our life mates. And Back to just the whole social media and just how everything, you know, sets us up. That does not, in my opinion, I guess I'm just traditional. That don't set you up for a happy marriage or yeah. just a happy life. Because in my mind, I'm thinking from me, I'm thinking, okay, well, if my wife has to come home, she's going to be tired. She's going to be doing this. She's going to be doing that. And then, you know, she got to come cook for me wash the clothes for me still make sure the kids are in school mm-hmm. like that's it's so it's not, unfair it's not fair and and then sometime the the natural reaction to that is for a female to be like well you're not providing for me i have to do it mm-hmm. and then you're going to look at her and say well she's not feminine enough for you <laughs>
1: there we go there we go so that so that I think that um, there's, a, there's this huge thing about being masculine being feminine and things like that. And I think that everybody has their own responsibility as it pertains to that. However, to your point, I do think that some men have relinquished a lot of um, traditional roles onto women. And women have had to step up. Yeah, women have had to step up. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, because at the end of the day, you still have children. Yeah. You still have a life that needs to be taken care of, and it's not that women are not able-bodied, but if a man is not willing or is incapable of doing the needful, she's going to step up. So then you have this this resentment and you know all these different emotions that come into play because. When you get married to somebody, when a man marries a woman, you take that woman out of her father's home, mm-hmm. where she's being taken care of, where she's living for free, or whatever the case may be. You take a woman from her father's home, meaning that you give her your last name, because you're saying that, hey, you are now my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking from culturally. Yeah. I don't care about anybody else's culture in this discussion, because yeah. I'm just speaking from like us, those of us that are from, you know, other countries and things like that, you know, the importance of taking somebody out of their, from their father's wing, their father's home, mm-hmm. it's now your responsibility, you know, it should be. However, it doesn't, it doesn't only take one person to make a home, it takes two, mm-hmm. right? And so when you're putting every single thing that you're supposed to be doing on top of the woman and you expect for her to still do all those other things, that's not fair. Right? Very unfair. So then it creates a very un, uh, unhealthy dynamic. So when you're going into these homes, like you're saying, I'm pretty sure the woman's the one running the show.
0: You're running the show. Yeah, that's a nightmare.
1: I don't want to run no show. Okay? <laughs> uh, I want to be a woman. I'm happily okay being uh, a feminine woman. Everybody knows I'm very girly, and I have no problems with that. You come in here late today, so that's not even <laughs> I don't want to have to do things... And I can't. I'm incapable. I'm gonna just speak, for, I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. I'm not gonna be doing all those manly things. So, you know, it's important that my partner, um, and you know, and this this goes to picking right.
0: Hmm.
1: The reality is, at, especially at this age, right? When you're younger, you don't really know who, you don't really know yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't really know who you're dealing with. When you're young, like when you're in your young 20s, you don't know. So, so by, by luck, you just struck gold. My luck. Oh. You struck gold, Sheldon. Straight up. But a lot of people don't, right? But when you get to a certain age, this marriage thing is such a tricky thing. Mm. It's a tricky thing because if you don't do your due diligence, you can find yourself in a nightmare, meaning that you can find yourself with somebody who who's abusive. You can find somebody who's addicted to things that you had no idea. You can find somebody who's living an alternative lifestyle. You had no idea, right? Mm. There's no way you're going to fully know anybody, though, before you marry them. But for the things and experiences that you do have, I think it's important for us as adults to take some responsibility to say like, okay, I'm asking the needful. Mm. Nobody's going to be perfect, so that means that You're not going to be saying, oh, I don't want him to be scratching his ear a certain type of way. You can't be doing that. You can't be nitpicking. But the things that are detrimental, you got to start asking questions, right? So let's say you meet a man, and what's important to me is the man is happy with what he does. Mm. I'm seeing the way he works. I see that he's excited about his work. I see how dedicated he is to his work, his craft, and things like that. That's very important. That's somebody who is going to, that's somebody who's hardworking, who's focused, right? And who always has a plan. Like you're, you're looking at certain qualities of a person, right? So there wouldn't be a situation where now we in a house together and now he looking at me to go and be taking care of everything in the house. Why? Mm. But if I met a guy who was finna, and my friends laugh at me when I say this, oh, the it. finna guys, I'm finna do this ah. and I'm finna do that. That's and I was important. thinking about doing this yeah. and I was thinking about doing that. You're looking at potential. No way. Yeah. You got to be looking at what a person is actually doing in the moment.
0: Mm.
1: See, with how, because you have to consider, age is important. I know people say that it's not you can redefine yourself at any age. I mm. Yes, that is 100% true, right? However, there's provisions that you make when you're trying to transition your life to do something else, right? Correct. And you want to be with somebody who makes Overall, good decisions for their life. So if you're getting with somebody because, oh, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love. Love is not everything. Yeah. Love is important, but love is not actually everything, right? So you see the way he treats people.
0: Yeah.
1: All right? See, outside of you, how does he treat other people? Is he considerate? Is he, you know, is he thoughtful? You're not looking at it for yourself. Forget about you just for you got to right because people perform they do That's they true. perform you know so when when we start to ignore things and you get married to these people and then you think you saying that they switched up not entirely they were showing you something
0: man you're giving some gems that 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 you just define picking <laughs> picking right but that was one it's hard though. Yeah. That was the main pick. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. you're good. You, so that was one story that you gave about somebody that you met in a hospital. I know you can't divulge, the, uh, you know, CC's names or anything like that. Yeah. Any inch other interesting story that you want to share? Just being in a hospital environment, because they've created whole TV series on just, Hospital stuff. So you know, uh, I'm trying to get some stories. Some stories. One or two, just one. Or so.
1: Dang, what's a <laughs> good kind story? That stand out. That stand out? Oh, well, I would say like the the important stories is um, about representation. And I will say that um, I remember we had a patient. And this is when I was a medical student. Had okay. a patient. And before the patient came, the attending was like, oh, this patient is non compliant this patient is like a lost cause. Here's how he described the patient: the patient came in, the patient was African American, okay. and um, I'm just looking at the way he, I'm just looking at the patient, and I, you can see he's lost. You know, he doesn't really understand anything that the doctor is saying to him. So when the doctor walks out the room, I stay by, I stay back, and I start to have a conversation with the patient, and I start to realize he didn't understand his diagnosis. He didn't understand the severity of what was going on. He didn't understand why he needed to make those changes, those lifestyle changes, why he needed to take those medications and what that meant. This is a young black man. He was like in his 40s. Okay, But that attending looked at him as a lost cause. And oftentimes this happens, right? Okay. Where you have a patient, the patient, you say, oh, the patient is non-compliant, but sometimes it's not non-compliant. It's, it's depression is lack of health literacy, Mm. lack of resources. You know, so after having this discussion with the patient, really explaining things to him, the patient came back like a month later, 360 turnaround. Really? Only because I took the time to talk to him.
0: Mm.
1: And the day I even spoke to him, his comment to me was, it makes me feel so good to see somebody that looks like me explaining this to me. So I get a call from that same attending asking me, What did I tell the patient? And I was like, What do you mean? He was like, The patient came in, the patient looks completely different. I couldn't even recognize the patient because the patient has so much fluid on him. He had heart failure. Yeah. You know, he's like, he couldn't even recognize the patient, and you know, he was just saying how he lost the patient, even lost weight. The patient has made so many lifestyle changes. Like, what was the discussion? I said nothing. I just explained to him what was going on. Yeah, but you
0: said it in a language that he could understand.
1: That he could understand. I think it's important for all of us, it doesn't matter who you are, it's important to advocate for your patients. It's important for them to see you, it's important for them to see us. We belong there. We 1,000% belong there because we make such a huge difference in the lives of our people because we care. And us being there just in general, they know we care. So I think it is very important for people of color to really, if you're interested in medicine or any field, even tech, it's good to see us in tech. Yeah, And we're we doing our thing in tech. Absolutely. Yeah, we're doing our thing in solar. Yeah, like, right. it's not just everyone else's field. It's our field, too. Absolutely. And I'm sure it is nice for these people's homes that you go into, they see somebody that looks like them. Oh, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Like, I know this brother not going to try to play me, you I know? I got a
0: review the other day online. The review was literally two words and one symbol. It said... Black-owned. See? I was like, that's pretty cool. Yes. I loved it. And people like representation. Yes. And that was a great thing that you pointed out, that representation is matters. It matters. So we need basically what you're saying. We need more Dr. McStuffin, right?
1: We need (laughs) more Dr.
0: McStuffin. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we need more Dr. McStuffin. What would you say to a, um, a 10-year-old, 7-year-old, uh, or even a 4-year-old? I don't know. Or, yeah, it's 11, 7, and 4-year-old or 5-year-old whatever. In those mm-hmm. range, are looking and probably see this. I'm trying to catch all my kids' all kid ages. All the kids' <laughs> ages. Yeah, you got too much of them. And they're young girls and said, hey, I might want to become a doctor one day. What would you tell those little girls? You can do it. The sky's the limit. You can do it. You can do
1: whatever you say you want to do. Whatever you say you want to do, you can do it.
0: And you mentioned the time is going to pass anyway. So.
1: Oh, yeah. If you're worried about, oh, it's going to take, it's going to be, this program is going to be this long, don't worry about that. It's either you're going to be 50. And not an astronaut, or fifty an astronaut. It's your decide. It's your decision. Sorry.
0: Yeah, you're you're totally totally right. And Trish, we're friends. You know, (laughs) my wife's best friend. We could sit here and talk. I know for for hours. I know. Great. So, I just want to say I really appreciate it because I know you're busy with a lot of studying. um, So I want to thank you sincerely.
1: No, for sure. You took
0: the time. Thank you for having about, me and uh being on the podcast and and that uh, one love all right one love blessed right, blessed bless this was i loved it i know <laughs> so guys i really create these content to educate inform and inspire whoever is at a point to be inspired if you made it this far through the videos i would Truly appreciate if you give us a like, a subscribe, turn on the notification bell, support us because in in all honesty, it means a lot to us. Um so thank you, and I hope you got something of value from from sharing your time with us on today.